Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. In this podcast, we talk about the E3 2016 with Ed and Trevor from the Neutral Corner. And we had a great time talking about the games that we are really anticipating, also the game consoles and most of the stuff that's coming out this year and next year. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. Today's guest is Ed from the Nutra um, Corner and also Trevor, also from the Nutra Corner Podcast. And today we want to talk about the E3 event uh, for um, n- numerous uh, companies. And uh, we're going to discuss what games are we anticipating and what games. And we're going to have a lot of discussion and reviews. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. So what's up, Ed? Ah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. I'm 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 excited to to talk about games. It's like E3 just came out of nowhere this year. I feel like out of the calendar. You know, there's all all these other things going on, and usually there's sort of like a lack of games that come out beforehand. So you know, it's sort of like a welcome reprieve to get the the news from E3. But you know, we had things like you know Overwatch and Doom and things like that that have come out recently that sort of, you know, made me forget that, oh, right, this, this, this is supposed to be the dog days of summer at this point. <laughs> We're right, actually right. going to start getting some new stuff. And, and I think that uh, they're all the talk about potentially there being, you know, new consoles from both Sony and Microsoft, uh, you know, were kind of titillating, although it seems like now looking at some of the announcements that maybe a little bit of that was uh, overblown by the news reports and because pretty much i mean we'll get into a little bit later but it seems like there's not much that we should care about that on that front right now at least this year i don't think anyone should be paying attention to the new consoles at this point but yeah i was i was looking at um playstation they got a console coming out uh it's the vr console i guess yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, i believe it's they're calling it the playstation neo right now oh neo oh yo well, they have two. Yeah, they have the two things. They have the PlayStation VR headset, and then they've got the Neo that should be coming out next year at some point. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I'm not down with the VR man right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because usually every generation, uh, I, I take a chance on one of the stupid things. Like when the 360 came out uh, and they released the Connect, I was like, you know what? It's not going to be that great. I know that, but I'm going to get it because I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, you know, and there's always been like some little peripheral I've, I've taken a chance on just because it's, you know, for the hell of it. And even if it just becomes a glorified tech demo, I could still have a little bit of fun with it. But what I've seen of VR so far, I, especially when you look at the price of entry, right? Like you're looking at $400 plus just to get the headset part of it. Wow! Um, yeah, right, because I think that's what the the PlayStation VR was was announced at was like four hundred or something, like three ninety nine, um, and even more so, there's no games for it. They're like proper games outside of just here's a glorified tech demo. You know, here's a neat proof of concept that we polished up and put a price tag on. 
Um, you know, I, I, we'll get, I guess we'll get into that a little bit later, too, as well, with, with the PlayStation. Yeah, I, de- I definitely want to touch on that, because VR seems to be one of the big things that was introduced. It seems to be the big theme for this right. year's E3. So, yeah, there, I, I definitely have a few opinions about that. Right. But, but my experience in the VR is really on when Samsung put out their, um, their new phone, and right. they had their little VR thing. And I actually... Um, um, played with one my um, co-worker had at the job and I had did the roller coaster man I was like damn and I was sitting down too I'm, like, I'm not used to this I mean it was crazy man I, I'm not used to I don't want a VR right now man I, I mean I cannot do it right now right I, yeah I have the the Google uh, cardboard you know it's like you, you basically buy a little it's basically a little cardboard kit with a couple lenses in it that you build yourself for like 20 bucks and then you put your phone in there and it'll simulate VR. Um, it, obviously it's not going to be nearly as good as an Oculus Rift or the Vive or no. the Samsung VR or even the PlayStation VR, but it sort of gives you a sense of it. And, and some of it's really neat. Like I did a roller, co- I downloaded a roller coaster app as well and sort of sat through that and I was like, this, this has got some really interesting, you know, concepts to it. It's kind of neat to, like for me it was nice to, launch the uh like one of the google travel apps where you know you basically puts you right you know at the base of the pyramids and then you can sort of look all around using the street view you know as though you're you're there yourself and that's kind of neat but i i don't know i'm I'm totally fine blowing 20 bucks on a piece of cardboard to do it but (laughs) i don't know if i'm ready to invest the money on something that by the time the games get here, maybe it's it, that's not as good anymore, right? Maybe all of a sudden it, they're like, well, yeah, we can't really push a new software to that thing. With the screen resolution's better on the newer ones. The processors are faster, and you know, you've got yourself a sort of a, a you know paperweight at that point. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a beta stage thing right now. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like the concept of, of VR. I think I think. Once they get it up and running and actually working and it's a regular thing, I think it can be great. But right now it just kind of feels like it's all it's it's in the it it's in the the working stage, the research stage, there you know. So yeah, everything that you get, you know, the graphics are going to be a little weird, you know, every games that you could get, they could look good, but yeah, it's like you said, they're just kind of nothing more than tech demos. Mm-hmm. And that's what I heard about some of the the Games that they have coming out. There's like a Batman one. I, think I want to they, talk uh, about that one because yeah. um, right now I'm playing Arkham Knight. You know, well, no, but yeah. like a Batman, not not the Telltale one. Like a Batman actual VR game. Oh yeah, and PlayStation like, uh, got that. Right? Final Fantasy 15 level, a Star Wars Battlefront one. Things like that are coming out. But basically, what a lot of the people were saying was it just looks like it's a quick little oh well that was fun type demo as opposed to a full game. And yeah, exactly. I'm not sure I want to spend $400 to play, you know, five minutes of a little game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, once they get it up and running in a couple of years, I'm sure, you know, when you have a full 60-hour game or whatever, yeah, then it'll be really awesome. Ooh, 60 hours of that, man? Yeah, I know. Maybe a little <laughs> headache or nausea-inducing, but <laughs> it'd be pretty neat. But right now, all I think of whenever I think of virtual reality is like the lawnmower man or something. You know, oh, yeah. cheesy. <laughs> oh, right now, all I can think of is like you know, you'll see like the articles on Vice where there's all of these uh, porn industry groups that basically have these like 
360 video, super interactive. Like they have these super crazy, uh, you know, like they seem to be leading <laughs> the charge when it comes to like the technology on this as far as how people would actually use it, right? Well, if you think about it, everything eventually gets used for porn. Or porn is the one that leads the way. Whatever porn chooses, (laughs) that's the direction it's going to go. Which is true. You know, they decided to use the VHSs. They went to the VHS. They decided to use DVD. It went to DVD, you know. Mm -hmm. They went to streaming. You know, streaming suddenly became big. It's kind of one of those things that porn tends to lead the the tech revolution. So we're going to talk about porn next time around? Uh, we could, but you know, basically, <laughs> that's the funny thing is, is, you have all the different things. What with connect and now with virtual reality and like all of these peripheral, you know, um, game controllers and things. Mm-hmm. That yeah, basically, you see people now. They have like the virtual reality headset, and then they have this thing that just kind of goes on their dick <laughs> and simulates sex, and then like things that like feel like you know breasts. <laughs> and so I can't. I mean, just looking at what they look like from the outside. Let me just say so this: like, it's groping the air while this thing, this metal thing, is just like going up and down on their dick. <laughs> <laughs> the first person to put something like that together and pair it with like a chat roulette, where it's literally like, oh, you put on that headset, and then like every I don't know ten seconds, you've got a new partner on some crazy virtual thing. They will basically be able to buy i don't know britain like yeah <laughs> fantastically wealthy um but uh yeah and but the problem is is that right now when it comes to games immersing the person to where they suspend disbelief is one thing right that seems to be the hill that they're mostly over right now in the sense that it's, it's a, a one-to-one ratio you know you turn your head and there's no lag um, and the high, resolutions are very high and things like that. But the problem is, is how do you translate that into a satisfying gaming experience? That's you know, true. Because uh, some of these things, some of these VR headsets, uh, I think maybe the the Vive might be one where you have um, controllers, like you move, you walk around a space, like you're supposed to have a I don't know eight foot by eight foot square, and you set up almost like this surround sound system looking thing in your house. Um, and you can move around in this space and it'll know where you are and all that kind of stuff. But not everyone has that room and not everyone wants to go through that whole setup just to play that sort of tech demo as it is, you know. Um, whereas other things like Oculus and some others, they're, they're, it's just a headset and a controller. And oftentimes the controller is very minimal inputs. You know, it's like, uh, you know, interact with this thing, interact with that thing, but not necessarily a one-to-one for like a shooter or something like that you know well you got to get those sony playstation ones that amos and i saw online yesterday that looked like strap-ons you got to get those oh, yeah oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like scrolling through my twitter feed and there was just like a picture of uh of these you know they're just like two controllers that you kind of like hold in your hand it's, it's kind of like if you took the if you took the controller and cut it in half mm-hmm. and just had the part that has the x or well, I guess it's the square, triangle, those type of buttons on that side, and then put a strap around it so you can hold it in one hand, and then had a second one exactly identical but a mirror image in the other hand, and it was two pictures of those. And as I was scrolling, they were just black, and it just looked like two black strap-ons. <laughs> so Ed, so Ed, I could, I go to the house. He said, hey, "Amos, what does it look like to you?" I'm looking at it. And I said, "Oh God," I'm thinking. It's like a um a strap on, and it looked like like a strap on, man. I'm like, damn. 
<laughs> only Trevor. Only Trevor. His mind works like that. <laughs> it's Except hardwired. I didn't say strap on. You just you instantly said that looks like a strap on. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just said, what does it look like? <laughs> it, what do you want me to say, man? I mean, you know. <laughs> Well, no, you were right. I'm just saying, I didn't lead you to that answer. <laughs> I just said, doesn't this look like something? <laughs> hey, you know me very well, do you? <laughs> yep. um, so, guys, I want to know, um, take your time. Um, what are you really anticipating as far as the, um, the consoles for each console for your PlayStation and Xbox? Uh, for me, I really was hoping to see the next Elder Scrolls game. Like I, I wanted to see the, the, the a proper Elder Scrolls game built for the next gen consoles. You know, Skyrim was still the you know the 360 and PlayStation 3, um, and I was hoping for a brand new chapter in that. Um, you know, knowing that they've already done Bethesda's already done Fallout, and and uh, you know, so they're sort of in that cycle where well, they're they're either going to continue on that path and support Fallout, or maybe this is the time when that team turns their eyes towards uh, towards Elder Scrolls again. Um, and honestly, I think of, of all the announcements across <laughs> every single console, that was the number one thing I was really hoping for uh, this outing. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen entirely. Well, um, what they did say was um, was that Elder Scrolls Six is confirmed, but at this point, it's years away. Oh, that kills me. So yeah, that so there is me. one. But I mean, you got to figure with a game the size of this, you know, given right. how big Skyrim is, mm-hmm. it's going to take them years to develop a game like that. Right. But yeah, they have confirmed it, but it will be a while before it's out. Right. So in the meantime, you can play the new remastered version of Skyrim on. I think PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, I have a sickness. I'll, I'll get. I'll do that. Like I, <laughs> I've already put 300 hours into Skyrim. Might as well. And actually, that was. It's probably closer to 500 because I, I put like 200 in before, and then my save got corrupted, and so I was <laughs> like, "Well, looks like I'm starting over," and I started Damn. over again. <laughs> Damn. And when they remaster this thing, I'm gonna go ahead and hop right back into it once more. <laughs> so, what about you, Trevor? Um, I was mostly trying to. I wanted to see what new, ge- you know, what games were coming out. Maybe ones that I hadn't heard about that sounded interesting. Um, also, to see if they had any release dates for some of the games that I have been anticipating. Because uh, <laughs> if anybody's checked out my Amazon wish list, you'll see that there's a whole bunch of PS4 games on there, and pretty much all of them say December thirtieth, two thousand sixteen, because they don't have a release date. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I was hoping to get some of those clarified, which I have seen a few. It's like The Last Guardian is a big one that I've been anticipating for uh, like a decade now. Um, really? Well, they announced it like a long time ago, shortly after Shadow of the Coloss- Colossus came out. Which, you know, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus are just like amazing games. Um, so I was very excited about The Last Guardian, but then I was like, oh, it's going to be a PlayStation 3 exclusive, and I don't own the PlayStation 3, and then it just got delayed so much that people weren't sure if it was even coming out anymore, and now it's kicked over all the way to the PlayStation 4. It's been uh, delayed so long. But they have finally announced that it will be released on... Like October something? It's October... Where did it go? Oh, yeah. October 25th of 2016. But I think... I'm kind of with Amos on this one, and 
like I like Eco, and I I really enjoyed Shadow of the Colossus. I thought that was it's a gorgeous game. It was as much as fun as it was to sort of solve the puzzle, uh, the puzzles and stuff. And it was just almost meditation at times. Even the combat could be meditative at times once you got comfortable enough with you know the bosses as you were working your way through. But for some reason, this one has not hooked me. There, I, there's nothing. I, I, everyone seems to be going crazy for it. But I and I wish I was more excited about it. But for some reason, I'm I, maybe it's my like th- that part of you that's just like ah, I've played this in other forms and I've enjoyed it in other forms. I don't need to play another version of it. I, I don't even I don't know. It could just be. I mean, I haven't been like overly excited. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait. But it is one that I definitely want to play, given uh, how much I liked the other two. Mm-hmm. So even if it is something very similar. It, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Something that's very artistic, you know, very kind of fun, but kind of almost a casual strategy type. Yeah, like you said, it's it it can be soothing, it can be relaxing, even with all the gameplay and the battles and everything. Mm-hmm. Just because the atmosphere creates that mood. Um, so I'm I'm not like you know overly eager in, in my anticipation of it, but it is definitely one I'm excited about. Um, and, you know, I think maybe for you, even, it, it may be one of those ones where I know sometimes there's a movie that's coming out and I'm like, eh, I, I liked the first two, but I have no interest in this one. But then I go anyways, and then once I see it, I'm like all like fired up again, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be one of those type of things where you know what you're expecting, but then once you sit down and you get back into it, then it'll it'll pop again. Right, right. Um, oh, I think one other one that I was hoping for was Left 4 Dead 3. I, I was hoping for another one of those. I, that would that would have made me very happy. Left 4 Dead 3, that's the zombie, right? Right. The, yeah, it's the co-op zombie one where, um, where the game changes constantly around you, and so you right. have to kind of work as a team, otherwise you'll get fucked. <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> well, for me, though, um, just watching um, most of the, the trailers... I was kind of shocked that they were doing a God of War. Yes. And I was really shocked after playing the third, the fourth one, Ascension, after the trilogy. I was kind of disappointed, mm-hmm. you know. And actually seeing this latest one, and it's, it's kind of different. And with the, the way it looks and like the, the playability of it, it looks different. But I'm ready. I can't wait for that to come out because I beat all the God of War games, and I'm a big God of War fan. And Trevor knows this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've definitely had all of them. It it does look interesting, and it's got more of a Norse feel to it this time instead of a Greek one. Um, for me, though, the God of War franchise, like after the first one, I kind of just lost interest. I owned the second one, but I never unwrapped it from the package, and then eventually just like sold it back to <laughs> one of those. Uh, those stories you can trade in for credit. Second and Charles. Yeah, it was either that one or it may have been that used bookstore down the street. I don't remember. Um, it was one of them. But yeah, it was never even opened. <laughs> well, I think, like, for me, I what I liked about the, the first... I only played the first two. I never played the century. But I played the first two God Awards. And what I loved about it was it was the first game I'd played in a long time that felt like I was shoveling quarters into an arcade machine you know it was like damn it's fast it's fluid it was all about just like action 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 like the minute that you were running around after you killed everything you know it was was almost like you almost had this you know 
this depression from all the adrenaline rushing out of your body from what you just experienced, and it was so much fun. Um, and I think what's interesting for me on on for the, the one that was just announced was that it seemed very, it seemed a little bit more like Dark Souls, kind of like a, a slower. Like maybe Dark Souls had an impact on the development of of God of War, and maybe they took some of the examples of that because, you know, typically it was just about watch God of War or watch uh, Kratos just you know tear you know wings off of harpies and like, yeah, it's and, yeah, it was kind of like the hairs off of, of, uh, of video games. Yeah, he just like ran in like Hulk and just tore everything apart. Right. And granted, he was essentially curb stomping that giant thing with horns, so I mean, it's still kind of there. <laughs> I don't think they're going to abandon it. You know, in all the other um, games, also you also had the sex in there too, man. It was kind of crazy. Each game had oh, new. Right. I don't know about this one because I mean, it's it's his son. It's just him and his son. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make his son a man <laughs> in all the ways that it counts. No, here's what happens: he rolls into the into like the the hot spring, right? Meanwhile, and then you see the door close, and then the camera pans out, and it's just the kid sitting on a chair with like a paddle ball. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're the, the mini game is you trying to get the kid to do the paddle ball right, and every time you get it right, that's when you start hearing the moaning and like, you know, maybe, maybe a vase shakes and falls off and crashes or something. Uh, I think it. I think it's going to be from what I understand from the the trailer is that there's a lot of the kid is supposed to like kill somebody, but then he can't follow through with it, so Kratos has to do with it. Do it. And then he goes to hunt a deer, but then he can't do the kid land the killing blow, so Kratos has to do it. Well, it's going to be the same thing. The kid starts like you know getting it on, but he can't finish, so Kratos has to finish for him. You know, your son, I got this. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, funny. Well, yeah, funny. <laughs> well, should we hit some of the? Um, we're kind of talking about games. Should we hit some of the the press conferences and and go over some of the announcements from there? Yeah, I think that'd yeah. be a good idea. Let's yeah. hit them in kind of the order they went in and, you know, maybe point out any highlights that we saw and any discussions that may arise from those. Right. So EA is first, right? EA was the yeah, first. I believe one. EA was first, yes. All right. So, the, oh, this. How could I even forget, uh, forget about this? There's actually some really good ones with EA, which normally I think if you were just to ask me what my opinion is of EA games, I probably would just shake my head, but... Uh, after See, mine was going to be kind of like a meh, but there were some games in there that probably fall more under your interests. Right, so. right. So I was excited. Like Titanfall Two looked incredible. Really? Uh, I, I love the first one was great. the The reason is is I'm not that great at online shooters, so I, like I'll play Call of Duty, but I, you know I'm. You got to get used to like how much damage can you do in 15 seconds before you die, you know. <laughs> so it's it's not only really that fun to me. It's almost like a the game almost becomes you are at a spawn point. See how far you can run into the battle before you're back at the spawn point, <laughs> you know. And that that's not very fun to me. But what I liked about Titanfall was that you know no matter what happens, even if you don't kill a single soul in two minutes, you will have a Titan. And with that Titan, you will be able to do some damage and help out your team for a little bit before it blows up and you're back, you know, to running around again. So I felt like it, even when you felt like you were having a bad game, you had opportunities to have, you know, to, to contribute, to be able to look at your stats at the end and then say, ah, I killed a couple pilots. 
and seeing the grappling hook added into this just makes it all the, the better now. You know, the fact that movement seems to be a bit more expedited. So the whole game just got a lot faster now. Okay, I never played the game. It seemed interesting when it first came out, but I never played it. It seemed like it could be fun. It was one of those ones that was like a launch game, yep. which didn't really help it. And it also didn't look like there was much more than just a couple multiplayer maps. Oh, which that's all it was. That's which meant you were playing like paying like sixty bucks for you know uh, what you can get out of it instead right. of what You're hopefully right. the game can give you. Right, and I think the, the second you know, you, it has what you would expect from Titanfall too, right? You'd expect more uh, more classes for the pilots, more different types of uh, Titan powers and abilities and things like that. But it also now has a single a single player campaign. So that's that's going to be pretty exciting. Whereas before, it was like if you wanted to play it, the only thing you could do was hop into a public match. Right, know? it was yeah. online only, and I'm I don't like playing uh, online. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have too many friends that have the same console as me that would be playing at the same time as me because of everybody's busy schedule. And I do not want to play with a bunch of little thirteen-year-old douchebags. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. you only got me on PS4. That's the only man. I'm the only friend you got on PS4, man. Oh, that's on PS4. Yeah. But I only just got the PS4. I, hey. I used to have the Xbox One. I mean, the Xbox 360. While you were on PS3, and yeah. Ed was busy working all the time. See it. See. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, it's all your fault, man. Right. Uh, he wasn't working. He was putting 500 hours into Skyrim. That's oh, that is right. That's so true. That's so true. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a single-player a single player campaign of Titanfall could be interesting. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm going to pick it up, but I can see why certain people would like it. Right. Um, we also had Battlefield 1, which looks interesting to me. I feel like I need to see more. Um, Battlefield kind of... I used to like it when it was World War II themed. I don't think I've liked any of the modern or future stuff. Uh, this sort of like pseudo retro World War One uh, could be interesting, I think. But I, I really would want to see more and get a sense of how it plays before I make any decisions on that one. But that's not something that uh, I mean. We also knew about Battlefield One before this announcement, but they showed a little bit more off this time. Right. Right. Um, there's also Mass Effect Andromeda. Right, that one I thought you would be big into. I never played the original Mass Effect trilogy, so I'm, you know that doesn't do much for me. But yeah, it's I'm excited because the the problem with Mass Effect was the first one was it was like your typical um, was it Bioware do that right? Isn't that yes, Bioware? Bioware. You know, like it was closer to like Jade Empire, where it was very slow and plotting and the action was terrible, but it was more about look at this beautiful world we built and all the the artistic license we took with everything, and um, that was really exciting. But right. and look, you can make decisions and yeah, and right, and then I supposedly got... affect something, but didn't really in the end. <laughs> right, and then it was like, yeah, but instead I get in the Mako and I go down on the surface of a planet and I get stuck on a rock for like an hour and a half <laughs> and I'm pissed off and I don't want to play the game anymore. But then, like with every successive game, they made it the action and the movement, you know, faster and more nimble and exciting and engaging. So. They've had some time to work on this one. I, I, I'm definitely open to whatever they've got. You know. So what exactly is this one about? Like, where does it fit in with the original trilogy? I don't. Was this one oh. supposed to be like a prequel or a 
I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know that they, they said too much about it. I don't think they re- they've revealed a whole lot up to this point, but um, which isn't encouraging to, for a release date <laughs> of getting one anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think they've mentioned one. It'll be December 30th, 2018 on Amazon or something. But but Best Buy and GameStop uh, will still take your pre-order. <laughs> of course, they will. Yeah. <laughs> and five or ten dollar down payment. Right. Uh, and then we had Star Wars. Uh, looked like Battlefront. Well, they had a couple Star Wars games, I think. But there's yeah. Battlefront Two, which also will have a PlayStation VR mission. Um, you know what? It's very very rare that I. Go out and a pay, uh, pay full price for a game. I usually, you know, usually I have a, a, a backlog uh, large enough to where I'm like, you know what, I'll wait till it's you know thirty dollars or forty dollars or something like that, and I'll hop on it then because you know by then I'll have worked through all the games that I that I currently have. So there's no sense paying a twenty dollar, thirty dollar premium to let it sit on my shelf for a while. Um, <laughs> but Star Wars was one of the games I did go out, uh, the Battlefront, I went and bought that day one and have been so severely disappointed with it every time I fire it up. There have been times I've literally launched it and then when I, like, I'm scrolling over the missions uh, or the... All three the, of them? The, yeah, I, I look at it <laughs> and I'm just, I, it plays a little, like, sort of short video clip of, you know, a sampling of what's in it and then I just, I, I quit out. Because I'm like, no, I can't. I can't even force myself to play this terrible game to make myself feel better about paying full price for this garbage. I played yeah. it once, and I didn't care much for it. I mean, I, I, it was not appealing to me. I mean, I like Star Wars, but the Battlefront, it really didn't do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I played it like like an hour, and I'm saying, I'm not, I don't want to play this. I just didn't care for it. Right. It, what, what fun is it when you're Boba Fett, and then you go rush out into the, the battlefield, and then you die right away by some grunt because you couldn't figure out like how to target them, or, you know, or the targeting is off, or, you know, it's like, no, the heroes shouldn't be able to go down that easily, you know? No. And, and then, like, the whole point of a battlefront to me is to, the first thing you do is, like, I'm going to go find myself an X-Wing, or I'm going to go find myself a Snowspeeder, and, yeah, and... It's nope. That's not the way it works. You know, you gotta like work your way towards you know maybe having one uh, as like whatever a perk, right? When you get to a certain level in, in the in the map, or you've earned enough points, and it's like no, that's not fun. The whole point of it is to just hop in a vehicle and go. That's Battlefront to me. So yeah, the fact that it was mostly on foot around very tiny maps. Um, yeah, just I, I and then only it. like three or four of them at max, so mm-hmm. very limited. You just play the same thing over and over again, and they want you to pay for the rest. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, no, you've gotten your money out of me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then we had the the sports games, right? We've got the FIFA, FIFA, FIFA yeah. yeah, yeah, which I know is your guys' favorite. Who yeah. guys? Me? Yeah, you big soccer fans. Yeah, you know I'm a big soccer fan. You know. I, the thing is, I have a FIFA game, and I, I don't know that I ever need to upgrade. <laughs> because it's like... That's the thing I don't quite understand about all those games, like the Madden ones and things like that. It's Yeah, the graphics may get better, and they've updated the teams because of the licensing and blah, 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 but it's you're basically paying for just a slightly tweaked version of the same game every year. Right. Yeah. For me, it's sort of like with, with the Maddens. I mean, I used to play that... I mean, I, I own probably Madden 1 through, like, whatever it was, 25, 
Like, really? I, yeah, I still have every copy. Um, and I used to play it like religiously. But then I think it just got to the point where the honestly, I think when they started making it super in depth, like it's you know, it's like oh, pick your meals for your player, so he's more <laughs> has more nutrition and off season conditioning. I'm like, no, I want to. I want to pick my sorry ass Rams and take them all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, build your franchise, and you know, and you, you know, I understand. I used to do that a lot with Madden. Yeah, that and um, well, NBA basketball. Had, no, um, EA Sports had um, you know, the basketball also. Right, yeah, right. Madden and NBA. Now, now I think Two K has um, NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's. I think EA's tried to do it a couple times. But they've scrapped projects because like, basically it got to the point where they were ready to uh, almost publish the thing and then like they got it into quality testing and it was just terrible so you know 2k is done i mean 2k has always been pretty good with sports so i think that's been their bread and butter and kind of gonna be hard to beat that and also of course uh with madden once they got the nfl license for whatever it was 20 something years ex- exclusivity to the nfl uh, brand, then, you know, at that point it killed off all the 2K sports games, which what is what I switched to once I stopped playing Madden. I was playing the 2K stuff, and then once they stopped making those, I was like, well, I'm done. I don't think I'm playing the football games anymore. Um, but the FIFA, you know, I, I bought one. I, I enjoy playing it, but usually I just pick, like, whatever the the national teams are. I just play, like, the World Cup series in it, and I'm not... I pay enough attention where I know a few names from each team, probably the ones that everyone would be able to identify. Um, but it, it's not going to kill me if there's some younger 17-year-old playing on Columbia that uh, you know that I don't know about or something <laughs> like that. It's like, all right, it's fine. He's cool. I don't need that. I'll just keep playing the one I've got. You know what, Trevor? You know you want to play those sports games, man. Oh, totally. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm huge into soccer. Now, I mean, they look like they could be fun, but I just don't have any interest in playing very many sports games on, uh, you know, video games. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, it's, yeah, that, that one's just kind of one, if, if that's your thing, it could be good. Right. The one that does look interesting, this is probably the last one that they announced, is one called, it's like Fe or Fee or F-E, it's F-E, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, by Zoink, I think it looks like an indie type um, mm-hmm. style game, where you're like a little fox cub running around a forest, and then he does. It's kind of got like you know sound or song elements, like how you communicate with some of the other animals that are in the forest. Mm. It kind of had this very kind of like Zelda, um, almost the um, Ocarina of Time type look. Okay. to it, but also kind of a dark feeling like Limbo. It kind of felt like a combination of that. It sounds that, like Journey. It sounds like Journey if you've ever played it, that. It could be It could be a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I've seen at least what it looks like. But yeah, it looks something, you know, something similar to that. So it could be it could be intriguing. Um, I'd like to uh, keep my eye on that one. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That could be interesting. I, I love Journey. That was one of my like hands down favorite games on the PS3. So it could be interesting to see how that, if this one's similar to that, you know. So those yeah. are all the games that EA announced, right? Right, right. Okay, I believe so. Also, right. we probably should move to Bethesda. I yes. Think that's the next one. We already discussed uh, the Skyrim remaster and then Elder Scrolls Six being confirmed, but mm-hmm. still a ways away. And right. I think. I think the one they really wanted, uh, the major one they really wanted to see, 
was um, Dishonored 2. Yes. 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 Yeah. That I, one. That I one played the first cool. one. And I didn't finish. I didn't. I played it, but I didn't finish it. You know. I mean, I story I played, of my life. Story of my life. I played through that one like three full times because I was I trying know. to get all of the uh, all of the um, achievements for it. Yep. And like, so the, yeah, the second uh, the the second time I tried to play through like the stealth way, it I. I guess I must have set off an alarm somewhere. I don't know where, so I didn't get that one. So I had to play the whole thing over again stealthily. Um, but yeah, that one was a neat one. It took me a little while to get into it because a first-person stealth game is kind of strange. But then once I did get into it, that game was pretty damn awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, really I was cool. sitting there at the chair watching you play it, man. Yeah. So, you know, some of the cool the cool moves, you know, you can do like this teleport thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can play it either in stealth mode where you can you can either um just knock people out or uh or sedate them, that type of thing. Um and even the enemies that you're supposed to assassinate, you can do it in a, le- a non-lethal manner. Or you can just go full out and just like slash the shit out of everybody, you know, cut heads <laughs> off, stab them in throats, you know. <laughs> And then what's interesting is that the way the story kind of changes how it ends, depending on whether you took the, you know, the stealth um, passive path or if you decided to just go on a murder spree. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the, the second one, especially because you can now play as the girl. She's with the daughter of the princess, right? I mean, I she was, yeah. She the well. She's the daughter of the assassin Corvo from the first one. Um, the daughter of the Empress, right? Um, and now she's like grown up. She's like twenty five. So you can either play as Corvo again, or you can play as her. And she seems to have some pretty neat skills that are exclusive to her. Um, kind of like a telekinesis, like pull towards. Uh, she can pull towards her things like that. Um, ones that where she can like connect all of the enemies and kill one and they all share the same fate oh, so damn. if you like yeah if you like string them all together and then you stab one in the face they all go like grab their face and die like they've been stabbed in the face it's pretty neat so Corvo was the um the guy that guys was framed right yes he, he so he should be older in this game so. yeah he'll he'll be a little bit older and haggard is what they say but right. you know he's he's an assassin so he'll still have his skills that's cool. Yeah. So, okay. what's the next game they um, announced after Dishonored 2? Looks like it was Prey, which I, I have to admit, I didn't know that much about the first one, but people seem to be pretty excited about the prospect of a, a, a sequel, but it's really apparently just like a reboot. Like it sounds Yeah, like- that's what it sounded like, but yeah, I don't really know much about it, so I, yeah, I wasn't quite understanding the huge uproar and like you know fan enthusiasm about it but but that's just because i didn't really hear much about it mm-hmm. yeah i i'm I, you know I, I need to follow up a little bit more on that one to, to to get a sense of what went wrong with the first one and find out if it's even worthwhile with the second one but you know bethesda's kind of been on a, a winning streak here with some a lot of the games that they've been making so i think if it's something where they just said you know what it's not worth hamstringing us by like uh, you know, attaching ourselves to the old game, uh, and then just saying, screw it, we'll go with the brand new one, I think that uh, all we can do is sort of give them the benefit of the doubt at this point. Yeah, right. Um, and then it looks like we have Fallout. 
uh, Fallout Shelter and uh, sort of like an update to Fallout 4. Yeah, and like Although, like a VR mission as well, I think. Right. Oh, oh Lord, not the VR missions, man. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it mostly looks like there's, for Fallout 4, there's like a Nuka World theme park. And then um, you can do some things with like your settlement or vault creation like collecting or creating resources to kind of upgrade it and you know make it fancy that sort of thing. Right. I never played Fallout, but I heard good things about it. It's like it, yeah, it, I mean it's basically no different from the uh you know like Elder Scrolls really, just it's that post-apocalyptic which I my only problem with it is that it's it's so monotone. You know, it's just like everything is dirt, everything is rocks, and it just, after a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, give me variety. Like, that's what I loved about, you know, Skyrim or Oblivion was that, you know, it's like you can go from, you know, areas that look like, uh, you know, like ice, like you can go from the snowy mountaintops down to, like, the sort of seaside towns into the mainland where it looks like it's fall, and it was just all the colors, and it was so... In, you know, it looked enriched, whereas with with Fallout, it's it is very much like a wasteland. It's all dead, yeah, yeah, like Mad Max type thing, right? Um, and then there's Quake uh, Quake Champions. Is that yeah, uh, people love Quake, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if that's your thing, <laughs> right? Not necessarily mine, but I I don't begrudge people from from liking a fast shooter. I mean, I think the only version of Quake I ever played, honestly, was on a Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like Quake, Quake Three Arena. Yeah, um, yeah. and that was. Yeah, that I was, think I played the original one back on the PC, like years and years ago. But yeah, or maybe the second one. But that's it. Yeah, it was fun. But the problem is, the people who like Quake are the super Twitch. Um, gamers, you know, where they just uh, their reflexes are so damn fast, it's all, it's almost impossible to do anything. Well, that's not my kind of game. I need to be playing then. Yeah, I'm yeah. a plotter. I, li- I like to take my time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a smell the roses kind of guy, and that doesn't exactly help you in a first person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think was that pretty much everything. I, th- I think they yeah, did I think, tease. I think new, that was just about it. Right, they teased a new Wolfenstein, but you know. Uh, I think it was like in in the Quake trailer. It looks like they had a little bit, a uh, little sort of teaser of a new Colossus for Wolfenstein, which I feel bad because I, I I like Wolfenstein, but I haven't played the last few, even though they've gotten some of the best reviews of all the Wolfenstein games. Yeah, I heard the latest one was really good. Yeah, so at some point I'll probably come around to it. Maybe I'll wait for a Steam sale or something like that, um, you know, and see what that offers. So. Right. So Wolfenstein is the Nazi zombie game type, right. isn't it? Yep. For, okay. Yeah, I pass on that. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, it's. I. I. I don't. I don't have the passion for it the way that I have passion for some of the other games. It's not that I don't like it, but I, I'm just not particularly. You know, whatever. Yeah. So we should so, probably move on to Microsoft, which is next. Um, okay. Microsoft is interesting. I was I was reading an opinion column on this, and I did kind of notice it myself. But they had a very strange presentation because they started out by going uh, by announcing the Xbox One S, which is like the slimmer, sleeker version right. um, that's coming out. 
which will drop the connect capability, but, you know, it's still, uh, I think it has like two terabytes or something like that, hard drive space. Um, but what I found interesting about it is that they're like, hey, Xbox One S, come get it, a cheaper price, it's slimmer, this is what you want type thing. But then they ended their presentation by going, oh, yeah. And then there's also Project Scorpio, which is like our our new console that's coming out that's going to be VR capable and all that other stuff. So don't even bother buying the Xbox One S that we just told you about <laughs> and spent the entire time announcing games you know, that you can play on it for. Well, so I think it, here's what happened. I think what happened was is for both Sony and Microsoft, they had these plans leaked. Right, um, and, yes. And granted, they kind of fueled it because both in, in earnings calls for Microsoft and for Sony, both had, had it mentioned, right, that they were working on some sort of uh, incremental upgrade. And the idea was that, you know, they move closer towards maybe what cell phones do now, where it's like instead of upgrading your console once every eight years uh they would upgrade like every three years or something like that and so more frequently to try and keep pace with pcs so um i i don't i don't know how i feel about that personally but i get i kind of get it you know especially now when you see some of the new graphics cards that are coming out for the pc that are actually like affordable um you know you for like three hundred dollars you could get uh uh, a graphics card right now that is essentially almost on par with the top top graphics cards, so um, that go for a thousand dollars. So things like that, I think, make it harder and harder sell for consoles. Um, and I, I'm cool with the slimming down. I, I think that's that's good. I think that every console, you know, uh, some of the consoles I actually have a real affection for are the the, the smaller ones, right? The revisions of the PS2 or yeah, the, they're kind of yeah. yeah, they're kind of you know sexier, right? Yeah. They're kind of adorable, and it's just sort of like <laughs> oh, this little thing can play all my games, you know? And it's it's kind of neat. I, I I still remember the first time they shrank the PlayStation One, and I, at the time I wasn't really a PlayStation person. I was more of a Sega, but I was still like, huh, I kind of want that thing just because it looks neat, you know? It's a neat little uh, console and. Uh, so I'm, I'm totally fine with this with this slim, but I feel like the only reason that Sony and Microsoft even said anything about these next gen consoles is that it was leaked and they had to address it somehow, or else all que- all the questions on the show floor would be, you know, what about those rumors? What about those rumors? What about those rumors? Right, you know, and I, and I get it. Yeah, I, I understand why they did it. It just seems strange. They probably should have waited till after E3 because it almost seemed like they subverted their entire presentation by going all that stuff we just talked about. Yeah, Forget don't about it. Don't buy this thing here when it comes out in a year or so. <laughs> right. Well, I also feel that in a lot of ways, there's this sort of you know by not giving them real names right by not saying like the Xbox 1 2 or the the PlayStation you know 5 or 4.5 or whatever they didn't if they gave if they give it a name then it seems real and people are less likely to go out and get a new console if they're looking to get in now i think what they should have done though is with this slim it probably should have been at like 199 or 250 or something like that so right. that people would be like well I don't want to wait for a whole another year or year and a half to wait for. Right, but the they next don't feel like they're spending way too much money on something that they're then going to replace a year from now. Exactly, exactly. I think people are more likely to to jump in at that point. So, um, you know, so for me, I was excited to, to hear about what might come out. 
But at this point, I was like, no, I'm fine. I think I'm pretty good. You know, I'm more than happy to stick with, uh, you know, with what I've got. And then not even, honestly, I'm not even thinking about this because this is just even their, pro- their projection is holiday 2017. When's the last time that a console really stuck to its rollout launch? <laughs> you know, I mean, this is something True. we could really see in like first quarter or second quarter 2018. Yeah, they don't stick to the plan. I mean, it always be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Right. So all it did was actually make me feel a little bit better about like my current console and be like, ah, I'm good. I'm, I don't have to worry about like getting another machine somewhere in the in the near future. So, although it does kind of yeah. make me want to get the slimmer Xbox. <laughs> I'm kind of tempted on that one, but right. I'm like, that one maybe. Need. Yeah, but the the whole Project Scorpio, the new one, it, it seems to be primarily tailored towards the virtual reality stuff. Right. So if you have no interest in that, then like for me, I've I have no need to buy that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not buying another console for a while. I think I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of people, you know, in the industry think that this could be the last generation of um, consoles. Like uh, a lot of or think that maybe that the next proper step up uh, might be the last hurrah. And then that everything will because ju- everything uses the same architecture now. They're using the same processor chips. A lot of them are using the same graphics cards. So technically, you know, you could just write it for the PC. Um, which that's what I what I didn't what I was hoping for personally. But it wasn't that you'd have this closed console for you know for the whatever the Scorpio. I was hoping it would be something where it's like, hey, here is a console that has RAM and has a hard drive and it has your processor and your graphics card, but guess what? It's modular. So, you know, a year from now we'll release like a $150 add on. That's like a better graphics card. And you just unplug the one from yours and plop it in there in the, you know, little module. And then I can up, I can sort of upgrade along with the PC people, but not have to deal with all the crap that comes along with PC gaming, you know, of like, uh, sometimes you never know what the, douchiness, right? Right. <laughs> well, but more of like the you know the um, what's it called the having making sure that the, the graphics drivers are up to date and you know that some games you got to tweak and if you have the the wrong kind of graphics card, like if you have a um, uh, you know a Radeon, like oh it might not work as well because the game is really optimized for a Nvidia card and. I don't want to have to deal with all that stuff. I, I, that's part of the reason why I, I, I have stuck with console gaming for so long. Um, the only reason I honestly like playing the PC games is I love the fact that you can, A, download all, all these mods so you can make mm-hmm. games that are more beautiful. or Take them all nude. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All the nude patches. And then the other one is that, quite honestly, as someone who doesn't exactly have a ton of time to game on a day-to-day basis... Sometimes it's kind of nice to throw it into God mode and then just let out your aggressions and beat a game in like a, an afternoon, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I never had that happen before. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, there are just some games where I've, I've hit walls and it's like I want to see how this game ends. Like, like honestly, if I could have thrown Ninja Gaiden, the uh, whatever the Sigma or Black or the one that came out the, the Team Ninja a few years ago. I could throw that thing into God mode and then just have fun and see what's in that game. I would have loved it. As it is, I got—I never got past the first boss. <laughs> That's crazy. That's so crazy. Nothing worse than admitting that your like game skills are terrible. That you gotta like cheat at some of these things. But you know, but I mean, mostly I don't. I mean, I try not to do that. But in some games, it's just I, I wanted. I did that for. 
the first Bioshock where I think it, it, I was taking so long through that game that the back half of the game I just you know turned off or turned on invincibility just so I could like get through it. I was like I got to see the, what this game has, but I also had this stockpile of games behind it that I needed to, to play as well. So I sort of took the coward's way out, but it was great because I got to see the game and it was like all right, this is pretty good. So did Microsoft only announce the new console, or did they announce any new games for the? Oh no, Microsoft is like the biggest. There's like yeah. a ton of games. What um, games do they um, say? Well, Gears of War Four is probably their big one. Obviously, right. oh, that's your favorite, man. I know Gears of War is your favorite. Oh, I love Gears of War. Yeah. Marcus Phoenix is like the most handsome guy in the world, <laughs> with the greatest, sweetest, most you know. Um, Almost feminine personality, you could say. You know, <laughs> he's just a re- really caring individual. Right. <laughs> I loved his nurturing ways. I the thing I like, honestly, I, the one thing I can say for Gears of War is that I, they were they've always been pretty good about, uh, like couch co op. You know, like where it's the you know you could have a friend over, they can pick up a controller, and you could both play co-op pretty right. easily. Yeah, it's like yeah, the old school where you could actually be in the same room and play together, and you know when you know you high five each other, or you know if someone does something, you just punch mm-hmm. them in the arm or something like that. Right. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, it, it can be kind of fun to like. You know, once you get used to the controls and you're sort of running around and thumping up against a wall and doing the cover fire, that can be that can be fun. That can you know, it can have its moments for sure. It's but you know, when you've done that for three games already, it's sort of hard for me to get excited about another one unless they really yeah. change things up. Yeah, I mean, it had its fun moments. You know, some fun fun attacks. You know, cool weapons, but. It fit, it felt very dude bro to me. Um, oh, it always has. And then, it, it felt like a what? Dude bro, you know, just kind of <laughs> what's up, bro? Right, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then at the same time, it it also it was very the first one definitely, and that's probably why I couldn't really get into the other ones. It was very colorless. Yes. Everybody looked the same. I couldn't tell who was on my team and who wasn't because everybody was just this sleek gray. Yeah, it's gray. So you'd like get up the cover and start shooting somebody, and somebody's like, "Hey, that's me, jackass." Oh, whoops, sorry. You yep. look just like the aliens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very, very fair criticism of that of that game for sure. Yeah, it's another of those sort of again. It's sort of like a post apocalyptic, you know, post invasion kind of thing like fallout and it just for whatever reason it doesn't appeal to me in the same way that that others do it's not as colorful as say the next game which was sea of thieves which is a rares game right right yeah that's the yeah it's the it looks like a pirate mmo type game yeah it could be interesting i mean it's it's rare they they they're good at quirky stuff Uh, i don't you know it sounds like it's i mean is it sort of like eve online kind of thing where you like as you're sleeping, someone could raid your ship or something like that. Or I don't know. All I saw was just uh, all they had was like a demo of like you know a couple people playing, and so you could kind of see their their heads with them with their headsets on in the corner, like going, "Hey, I'm running around with some rum. Look at me, blah blah blah. I'm walking yeah. the plank, that sort of thing." Um, so I don't know exactly the details of it. It just kind of showed some of the stuff that you could do with it. Yeah. I, uh, I want to like it, but I've, I've yet to be convinced at this point. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like my type of game. What I found funny was when I saw, like, the art for it, it basically looks like the Croods if they were pirates. 
pretty much. Yep. <laughs> so Trevor. Yep. I'm looking on Amazon wish list right now. You ain't lying. You got a lot of games on here. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Man, Final Fantasy 15 Deluxe Edition. Yeah. Man, you got Automata. Yeah, Automata. Yeah, that was one I was hoping to hear about. I did hear today, but I don't think it was an E3. I think it was just a press release that was put out that was supposed to be released in 2016, but now it's been pushed back to early 2017, which could be good because I need, you know, I have a lot of stuff to spend my money on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm looking at all the games right now. Wow. Wow. But the one, um, the one I think, well, there's two I'm looking forward to that Microsoft announced. There's Inside, which is from Playdead, which are the the guys who did Limbo, right? Um, so that's their follow up to Limbo. The only problem is I watched the trailer and it was like it was very atmospheric and it kind of looked like a bunch of people in this big lab like building type thing. But almost like they didn't know how to turn the lights on. It was just all dark. <laughs> so it, it was creating the atmosphere. That I get. But I wasn't sure to what end. I don't know what the plot is. What it's going to, you know. Is there something that we're supposed to be nervous or afraid of? It just looked like a bunch of people standing around rooms that were just really dark and needed, uh, you know, a technician to come in and change the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't overly impressed. But... Given how great uh, Limbo was, you know, I- I'll definitely great look into it. Great and depressing. Yes. Wow, great and depressing, huh? That's not like an anime I used to watch. Oh, Attack on Titan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, so that was that was one. Um, the other one that looked really neat that I'm kind of excited about that I hadn't really heard about before is called We Happy Few. Yeah, that did look kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like very Bioshock esque. Yeah, um, you know, it kind of kind of takes place in like the 1960s in like Britain. Kind of this I- idea that I guess they must have done something to stop the Nazi advance, but it was so horrific that they've put all of society on these um, into a, like a drug induced state on a drug called joy. Oh, of so course, everybody. Joy. And everybody wears like these kind of almost Guy Fox masks type thing, um, so they're always kind of in this state of like constant cheer. Mm-hmm. But then your main character starts to decides not to take his medication, and then he starts to see the world for what it really is. Like a bunch of people are like at a party and they're like whacking a pinata, and they're like, "Hey, come hit the pinata!" And so. He starts whacking it, and it's making, like, these squishy sounds. And when he hits it, like, blood splatters all over him. And then when he looks again, it's like they've been... And now they're all, like, eating all the candy that comes out of it. Only when he looks again, it's actually a dead rat. And so they're just eating, like, all the rat entrails and stuff. It's pretty... Yeah. That sounds like a winner to me. Yeah. (laughs) And so so then, of course, he's now he's on the run because he's been, you know, dubbed a downer. Because he's not taking his medication. So now the police are after him. (laughs) So you have to apparently make a whole bunch of choices on how to escape certain situations. Some may include taking the joy again to like blend back in, that sort of thing. So it looks very interesting. I'm very, um, I'm very intrigued by that one. Right. But I think it's only on PC to start with. So we'll have to see if it eventually comes to PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, so what's the other game they got after that they announced? Well, um, let's see. 
Well, they announced the Witcher 3 Gwent card game, yeah. which apparently a lot of people are excited about, but Not I don't me. like any of those card games that you play in video games. Me too. So that holds no pass, pass on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one that apparently... Oh, go ahead. One that apparently seemed to be big was one called ReCore, mm-hmm. or ReCore, or something like that, um, where you're like a scavenger character and you have like robot companions. Yep. I I don't have much to say on that. It didn't hold, <laughs> hold, I couldn't hold my interest, but you know, uh, yeah, nah, so. I pass on that one too. They had a scale bound, which was another one that some people was that the one where you have like a dragon. Yeah, scale bound looked like scale bound. Basically, if you know, it's by the guys who did like Bayonetta and mm-hmm. like the Devil May Cry type thing. Oh yeah, those kind of games. Okay, then you'll get an idea of how probably cheesy, you know, like emo character guy or you know like it. He wasn't quite emo. He seemed more like cheery, like you know the Japanese like teenagers who are just very plucky and annoying. Right. Uh, and he had like these god awful looking headphones, and I don't know what the fuck those were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was watching it, and I was just like, nah, not my type of, mm-hmm. not my type of thing. I mean, it looks impressive. They showed like a boss fight against this huge ass crab monster thing, and so it looked impressive. But at the same time, it just nah, it didn't. Didn't seem like something I want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so other gaming after that, that's all. Oh, that's it for Microsoft. I mean, they announced some other ones, but well, there I was mean, one that I was super excited about, which was uh, Forza Horizon Three. Okay, I was going to say that was one that they did. I'm not big into the racing games, but yeah, go ahead. I, oh, I suck at those games, man. <laughs> it, it, same here. It took me a while to get, to get, come around. Like it took me a while to just practice and practice and practice. And now, well, and the thing is, is for Horizon, the Horizon series is more forgiving. It's more arcadey. You know, so yeah. it's not as like sim racing as the regular Forza line or like our Gran Turismo is, you know, where it's like you you can barely win, uh, or you can barely stay on the road with like a you know, uh, a Corolla, right? When you start out at the beginning, and it's just like you got the little beginner car, and then like it's just it seems like you can't do anything, and it's like I could drive a real car, like give me a <laughs> shot here, come on, why am I just peeling out <laughs> everywhere and spinning out? This is ridiculous. But uh, Horizon is is more forgiving. It's a little bit more of, you know, you can drift a bit more in a car that you wouldn't normally really be able to drift in and things like that. And and they've been doing more. uh, They they have some really fun things. Like in the Horizon series, you'll like, uh, you know, usually it's sort of an open world. So you can drive around. And uh, the first one was in uh, Colorado. Like the, the whole point of the Horizon series is that it revolves around a festival, the Horizon Festival. Uh, which is sort of like a, a music slash racing festival. And the first one was in Colorado. The second one was in, um, it was like Southern Europe. So it was sort of like Italy and, and, and France. And, um, and then uh, this most recent one is in Australia. And so you, you do fun things like it'll say, okay, you need to go from, you know, Venice to Nice uh, in this certain amount of time, but you got to race a train, you know, or something like that. And it's some fun tracks. And obviously the, the distances have been shortened considerably. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't even resemble even closely a real map, but, um, but you know, there's some fun, fun stuff in there. And now they're getting more into some of the alternative, like the, the off-road stuff where, you know, you're just going over dunes and, you know, r- racing in the mountains and things like that. It's fun. It's dumb and fun to be honest. It's so uh, like I was really excited to see that something was coming, but 
the way that they've been developing it is every other year they do one of the two. So they'll do, you know, Horizon. So Horizon comes out this year. Next year it'll be the, the, the next Forza regular installment. So that should be fun. Cool. So um, uh, that would, that, um, it from Microsoft. Um, yeah, I think next, next up was Ubisoft, Ubisoft. which. I'll let uh-huh. you guys take control of this one because my basic thing for Ubisoft is fuck Ubisoft. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Assassin's really Creed. Uh, what I else? I really could care less about anything that they come out with these days because it's just all the same shit. And then they've just kind of ruined a lot of their good faith with all of their buggy um, games that are released before they really should come out. Come on, no Watch Dogs. Come on, man, Watch Dogs too. Watch Dogs was terrible. Come on now. Yeah, so now they got a Watch Dogs too, and then um, they have more Division DLC expansions, etc. But not, you know, I mean, until they announce another uh, Prince of Persia game, I have no interest. Yeah, ooh, um, they're they're Assassin's Creed games, man. I'm, the good thing I'm making one this year. Are they making yeah, one? They were wise to take a year off. Right. The, the rumor is that the next one's going to take place in Egypt, ancient Egypt. Right. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that one. I've only played a few of them. I played um, Black Flag, which I, I kind of enjoyed. It, it I did of- enjoy Black Flag, as Amos knows. Yeah, yeah, he's been singing that song, and man, I had an earworm in my ear, man. That was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> You'd come over, and I'd be sailing the seas and just keep putting, making him sing that chanty over and over again. Right. <laughs> and I'd leave his house singing. <laughs> and he'd have it stuck in his head. <laughs> but but for me, like I, I I love ancient Egypt. So for me, that yeah, the thought of like walking around sort of a, a recreated world, I think, is probably what I would care more about even more so than the actual you know gameplay <laughs> yeah that one could be good yeah i mean the thing i don't like about the assassin's creed game i like games the big thing at least is when they skip to like the modern day stuff because mm-hmm. yeah, you know it's the that. whole virtual reality type you're going into the memories it's like ah oh, enough of this already let's go back to the action yeah because right. it kind of loses me when they do that stuff back and forth you know, it's kind of losing me. And I want to stop playing Assassin's Creed because of that. But like yeah. you said, Black Flag was pretty pretty good. I mean, I've seen Trevor play it so many times. You know, I, I wanted to play it, but I think I didn't have the patience for it. Yeah, no, I, I could totally see it. Like, I, I didn't even finish it. And even, the, even though I was enjoying what I was playing, I just, once I, I stopped to start playing another game, I just never went back to it. To, and it was just, you know no fault of the game really it's just sort of it didn't it had its moment with me and and then that was kind of it um so yeah that uh, one and two were fun but i didn't really get into the other ones yeah there's so many of them man you know they have them for the the, the game console the ps4 and ps3 then you got them for the psp the vita i mean it was just so much this it was so many of games each year they had right. on different game consoles man yeah, it was just too much. Well, so, so I, I think we we definitely have to talk about uh, Sony's press conference because I think that there were, while I think I was excited for more of the games uh, announced uh, on um, with Microsoft, 
I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, they opened up with the God of War, right? Which is, you know, we, we've talked about, and I think that I'm, I'm really interested to see more of what the meat and potatoes of that game is and what how the kid factors into the overall gameplay. But yeah, I totally agree, too. What I thought was really interesting was they stopped to sort of acknowledge what happened, you know, at the nightclub in Orlando and then went right into God of War. <laughs> yeah, they did. They sure did. <laughs> it was almost, it was very tone deaf. Like, maybe they should have kept that for the end. Like, maybe yeah. go out on that. That was kind of interesting when they um, started their um, they live feed and like whatever, and they had a real live um, orchestra out there. I'm like, wow, okay, they're really doing this. And they yeah. like you mentioned, they mentioned stuff about Orlando. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't think that's not the right time yeah. to mention that. I mean, I understand. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it is. It is kind of weird, but at the same time, just about anything you do, you know, you've been seeing a lot of talk shows or you know comedy shows like Samantha B or John Oliver, where you know they have to address. Even though they're about to do a funny show where they're zinging people and stuff like that, they're like, well. Before we get into that and make stupid jokes or whatever, we do have to acknowledge this and, you know, there's something that we do want to say that's very serious. And so, yeah, the rest of our show is probably going to be really stupid and tone deaf and whatever, but we already recorded it. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And then after they did that, then they started showing the um, God of War trailer and stuff like that. Yeah, that is weird to go right from a real-life massacre to <laughs> showing yeah. like one of the most brutal characters in all of video game history. Yeah. It's like, we'll go from one killing machine to this other killing machine. <laughs> now, yeah. now with when Sony came out, uh, when started showing the trailers and stuff like that, I'm going to mention a game called Days Gone. Now, right. now I know you um, were looking on something about Days Gone, um, Trevor. I mean, I didn't get the synopsis of it. Oh, I, I was just, just I was just looking through. I didn't get much of a synopsis. It just it looks like it's about two brothers uh, in an undead wasteland, and you know they. Yeah. they it's it, it like a wasteland. I mean, well, it was a wasteland, but I mean, it was greenery. It was it was all uh, in the forest. Yeah, uh, wasteland, not in terms of like it's all rock and dirt. Wasteland is in it's just full of dead people. You know, there's like yeah. no one else that's really alive. Anybody who is is the undead, or yeah, something. And ruined buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it was the same actor. I was telling Trevor this um, today that he was on a television show called um, "Being Human" about a vampire, a werewolf, and a ghost. And the uh, lead actor is a voice actor for the um, person on the game. Oh. It's it just it looks just as it's, it's him. You know, could they use the three D whatever right. for their face and everything? It's him. I like, damn, I know this guy. I mean, I, I I don't know him, but I've seen this guy before. Yeah, it looked interesting because, yeah, my understanding is that it was it's some sort of like disease that wiped out you know most most people, and then yeah, you have this sort of undead that arose from that. But it looked interesting because the the like the flood of. The, the zombies it's almost like it undulates like it's like water like what you would see you know when you see uh, uh any movie where a, a, a ship is sinking you know and then you looked out you see down the hall and it just like it comes down and this rush all together and so seeing that was kind of interesting um but i it's i don't know what to think about a game where 
you know, usually when you have those kind of wasteland games, ammo is precious. In the, you know, typically in those worlds, it's like it okay. is. So I don't know how they're going to balance that out. Of like, okay, you're one of the last people on Earth, but you know, somehow you've got this endless stream of ammo to keep this this uh, zombie horde at bay. So well, it's it's like every other game. You know, there just happens to be ammo lying around, or you look in a tree and there it is. You know, <laughs> there's random chests just all scattered throughout the forests. Right, right. Have left for you that for some reason they've put ammo and fruit in. <laughs> well, if we want to imagine up here, there you go, right there. Yeah. Oh. Well, if we want to talk about the unexplainable, I think that Kojima's new project. Oh yes. my goodness, yes, man! Oh, <laughs> what that, that, that one? Ooh, that's that one looks. Thing. That one looks amazingly intriguing. It look, but it looks, it's probably going to be like Metal Gear where it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but I still want to play it, or at least I want to see more of it. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I just a baby on an ocean? I'm on a, well, you got, <laughs> you, got a naked, you got a naked Norman Reedus, and <laughs> yeah. he seems to be like electronically tied to this little newborn baby. Yeah. And then he picks it up, but then there's also like all these handprints that keep appearing from something that's invisible. And then he's got, like, handprints all over, like, his body from, you know, you can see in the dirt that's on him. And then he, like, grabs the baby, and then it disappears, and then he starts getting all this black ink on his hands. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Then he's naked on the beach. You see dead whales and dead fish and crabs. Yeah, like, okay. uh, yeah, dead everything. And then there's, like, five silhouette-type figures floating over the ocean or something like that. We. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, weird, it's definitely man. one of those that you're like, I need to know what this means, but unfortunately, it's Kojima, which means you'll probably never understand what any of it means. Oh, yeah, don't look for a, for an explanation <laughs> at all. I mean... Any explanation they give will just make it more complicated. <laughs> yeah. But, but with Norman Reedus att- um, attached to what was the Silent Hill that's what's been coming out with mm-hmm. him? Yeah. That also Kojima was working on, I think. Oh, yeah. Then, but he decides, wow. He decided to do something like this. He decided to work with him on this, yeah. Maybe it's his big middle finger to Konami for letting him go. Although, honestly, Konami's just done with games. They're they're just not making games anymore. I I could easily see them uh, allowing another developer to make another Metal Gear game that they don't have to put any money up for, but they just get a cut of the the profits. Yeah. Um, but But it was interesting... It, the first thing I thought of when I saw the silhouettes was it made me think of Psychomantis, you know, from I forgot right. I remember which one. Maybe it was the first solid Metal one. Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah, and I was like, no, Metal Gear Solid, just Metal Gear Solid. Right. It, it makes me wonder how much he's going to try to make some nods back to to the Metal Gear universe, and or you know, try to connect it, or without actually saying that's what it is to avoid some kind of legal recourse, but. Um, I'm kind of excited to see what kind of madness he's able to do without a real corporate structure around him to say, hey, <laughs> Kojima, cut it out. we got to ship this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of those that it looks great. It looks really interesting. I'm dying to see more of it just because I want to see what it's all about. Right. But it could be a train wreck in the making. <laughs> yeah, but maybe a glorious it. train wreck. That's the thing with Kojima. You never know. Right. <laughs> Right. Now, moving from him, moving from uh, Kojima. What did you say his name was again? Kojima. 
Jima. Yeah, but, oh, and by the way, that game is called Death Stranding, just yes. in case anybody's interested. I don't think we mentioned that. So I'm moving on to the next one that I was looking at was Spider-Man. Now, I was looking at the Spider-Man suit. I said it looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. It's like the, the it's like a white spider on him. Yeah. It's almost like the thing is just trying to like wrap itself completely around him. It's huge and it just kind of keeps going around to the back and yeah. And it's then there's awful. like on his arms too or something. I, it's all it is a weird design. And is it like it, Spider Man takes LA? Where where was he again? I don't know. He wasn't a, in like the big city. I thought he was in like San Francisco or LA or something. I thought he was out west in it. Oh, in that one? I don't yeah. know. You know, Trevor, no, I'm a big Spider Man fan. I'm I'm looking at looking at this suit. I'm like, what are they trying to go for, man? I mean, you gotta mash up a Spider Man two thousand ninety nine, a <laughs> Spider Man for Civil War, Spider Man from I mean, what are they getting at? Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's is it like the six one six universe Spider Man? Yeah. Or is it supposed to be an alternate universe Spider Man? I mean the thing I do know is that they're trying to time it to coincide with the release of the Spider Man homecoming movie. Right. But it, but it doesn't have anything to do with that movie. Is what I hope the suit doesn't look like that in the movie. Yeah, that's what. That's why. That's why I'm, I'm letting you know. They said it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. So hopefully that means that's not what his suit looks like. Hope not, man. Because I can't. Yeah, I think they're just trying to get the timing right, so then people will be like, "Oh, Spider-Man movies out, and Spider-Man came. Let me go buy that too." <laughs> Cross marketing, boy. Yeah, exactly. It's wonderful, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what to to, to make of it. Like one of the things, because I remember the thing that stuck out to me was when he was, you know, when he when he was swinging around and he was talking about how he's like, oh, this isn't, you know, Manhattan or whatever. And I'm just thinking, well, yeah, I mean, you part of the reason why the games take place in big cities is because half the fun is just web slinging your way all around town. You know, that's what's fun about it. If you put him in a in a place like San Francisco or L.A. where there are really only tall buildings in a very, very tiny, tiny <laughs> spot. Yeah, that's true. In a little central downtown area. What, what is he going to do? I, I would I love know. to see him in Washington, D.C. where there's no skyscraper. <laughs> 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 well, crap. Looks like I'm running again. <laughs> yeah. He, he could only shoot two webs. One to the Washington Monument and the other one to the Capitol. And that's yep. it. And he's just like Pretty hanging much. in between the two somewhere over the mall. <laughs> that's crazy but yeah i was just looking at that trailer and i'm like uh, i'm not digging it right now i mean i gotta see more of this yeah see where they're going with this but uh, i'm not feeling that at all and and then they showed the the batman arkham vr and i like i said what worries me about all the stuff they showed between the the the, the battlefront and, and and the arkham i don't I don't know that those are full games, and they said it'll launch at three ninety nine with fifty launch titles. But I'm wondering how many of those are like the little mini games, or like you know when you see the the little like Toys R Us or something or Target, they got the it's like Sega Genesis eighty games, and it's a little emulator console, you know, that you just basically plug in and play, to your, just plug in straight to your TV, and there's like. Maybe eight games that you remember, like Altered Beast and Alex Kidd and stuff like that. And then the rest of them are just these little, like, uh, knockoffs of knockoff games that no one's ever heard of. And they're not worth anything at all. And that's my worry, is that you might get 
two or three games that you know a, a proper development studio has put resources into making a compelling game, and then the rest is just this is garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Or as or as we've said before, they're probably all just little bite-sized nuggets where you know it's one or two levels, and then that's it. You know, right. you're done with it after an hour maximum. Mm-hmm. Probably more like ten, fifteen minutes, and then that's it. Yeah, because I feel like the honestly the thing, the type of things that would be good for this are is like, what if they made another L.A. Noir, except for this time, like during the investigation, you were wearing the the VR headset, and it was more about exploring and really getting up close and inspecting things. Like that could be pretty cool, um, and uh, and I feel like it wouldn't be too difficult to replicate the feeling of being a detective and and snooping around a, a hotel room or something like that. Uh, versus like where Batman, it's like it's all about being nimble and you know, stealthy. <laughs> right, right. And God knows all gamers are nimble. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But I'm not looking for no Batman Arkham. I mean, I got to see more. Yeah, really sell me on a game because Trevor, no, I like the Arkham games. So yes, you do. Yeah, so I'm playing it right now. Yeah, yeah you owned what? You owned the uh, the new Arkham game. Um, how many months before you got your PlayStation Four? Yeah, for my it's listeners, I, I want you to listen very carefully. I went about it. Nah, no, I bought a PS Four, and now I bought the game before I bought the PS Four. Yeah, you pre-ordered the game so you could get the limited collector's edition or whatever. Yeah, right. And then you must have bought that like somewhere between six months to a year before you finally got your PlayStation Four. This is true. This is so true. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> but stuff happened, man. I mean, I did that too. I had um, uh, the Oblivion uh, before I got the 360 because they were. They, remember, early on, they there were just such supply constraints um, that like you couldn't even get one. You know, it was just about pop in and hopefully maybe they got a shipment of three that day and then you could hop in and, and go grab one. But I was like, I was so eager that I was like, oh, screw it. I bought the game. I was already like flipping through the manual i was super excited about it so you know i was just like as soon as i can get the damn console somewhere <laughs> see with this game here though it kind of screwed a lot of people with the arkham knight is that they had two versions they had the collector's edition and the limited edition one was 100 the other was 200 so they didn't make the 200 one the um, 200 dollar one the 200 dollar one had the um, batmobile you know oh. and they canceled that and said no we're not making that Everybody made pre-orders and they had to get their money back, man. Right. So I had got the one hundred dollar one, which was the limited edition one. Mm-hmm. The well, speaking of speaking of collectors editions, have you noticed how many collectors editions they've announced for all these games coming out now? Too many. It is ridiculous. I looked at a list of all of them. It's like every single game has like a one hundred dollar special edition where it comes with some statue. So you got like. The new Call of Duty, you've got uh, the Dishonored 2, you have Last Guardian, Persona 5, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, your wish list. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and those are just, yeah, that one and Odin Sphere that came out. I mean, those ones I put because I'd like to own the art books and stuff like that. But, I mean, they have one for every single game. Um, what's that one? Well, it was funny because oh, right. Like- Horizon Zero Dawn, that's another one that has a special thing. Gears of War 4, I think, you know. Mm. Well, it's, it's funny because as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, I hate when they do that crap. That's bull crap. 
And then when you got to Persona 5, I was like, oh, what do they got for Persona 5? Yeah, I know. Exactly. the back end? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, do I yeah, get? So I'm going to order that. <laughs> yeah, the amount of them are ridiculous. But yeah, at the same time, you're kind of like, like I looked at The Last Guardian and it had, it has like a statue of, you know, the, the kid standing on top of like his sleeping, the sleeping pet. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of neat, but it's like 120 bucks. I'm like, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of want it. <laughs> Yeah, this is ridiculous, man. They have the collector's edition, the limited edition um, games, and once you spend the extra hundred dollars for it, you know, I mean, it's all good and everything, but I mean, that's it's too much. Honestly, yeah. too much. Yeah, if there were only like one game every six months or something that I was going to buy, sure. But there's so many of them, and you know, like averages out to one a month. I can't. Sp- I can't afford that much. And, you know, with uh, with us, we have other um, things we like. Yeah, and I, I got other hobbies that I spend money on too. Yeah, so I I can't uh, I cannot see myself doing that each time a game come out that I like. And I got to get a collector's edition. I can't do that. Yeah. So, but well, I do know someone who does it a lot, and Trevor know who I'm talking about. You know, I go to my local local comic book shop, and this person got to get every collector's <laughs> edition. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot do it. Yeah. But another thing is Resident Evil 7. Yes. Right. Yeah, now, let's, guys. Let's talk about that one. Guys, right. I downloaded the demo. I have not played it yet. I'm afraid to play it tonight. I'm going to bed first. And, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go play it when it's daylight. Yes. Yeah. In case anybody's not familiar, apparently the demo for Resident Evil 7 is already available um, on PlayStation 4 to download if you have PlayStation Plus. Right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really interested because I, you know, I loved 4. Like, I, talking about more of the, you know, the, the modern Resident Evils, you know, it's like I loved 4. I really loved 5. I know some reviews were mixed, but I was playing with someone else, so we didn't Yeah, I, I played on call. my own. and uh, I, I didn't finish that game. And that was probably my least it. favorite. I I played four, I have not finished. I played five, I have not finished. I got six, I did not open. And I got yeah. the Resident Evil Revelation episodes I have not played. So I'm way behind. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I bought six because it was... I probably bought six about two months ago. So I got it at like Target. It was on one of the end caps for like six bucks. And I was like, Same I think here. I that. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. That's what I did. Yeah, so I was like, well, I, I want to play this at some point, so this is, seems like a pretty good deal to me. <laughs> so Yeah, no, that's a good deal. It's it's fun. It it does get it has gotten a lot more blockbustery ish. You know, it's less about the you know, the the thrills and the scares and the, you know survival so much as it is just, you know, shoot 'em up. Um yeah, it, but, it, but I really I really enjoyed it for that aspect. Um the thing that with Resident Evil 7 is it, when I was watching the trailer for it, it does remind me a lot, a little, you know, a little of the Silent Hill vibe, a little bit of the early Resident Evils, but kind of the look and everything reminded me a lot of Resident Evil 4. Yes. Yeah, okay. Just, I don't know, I guess like the, you know, the empty corridors, the old buildings, the, you know, it definitely had that that rural Spanish village where like everybody's left all of their rotting food on the table and, you know, mm-hmm. that... It had that sort of vibe to it, which which I liked. That was good. What does have me a little concerned is that it does look a lot like a Silent Hill type game. So far, it doesn't look like any of the characters are anybody we're familiar with. 
Yeah. And it looks like it's also first-person point of view, which is new. Which almost makes it sound like they were making another game and then just decided, let's slap the Resident Evil tag on it so then it'll sell more copies. I... I want to say that this was actually that it started out as a demo for PlayStation VR. Like it was a Capcom uh untitled just experience. Like okay, here's a you know, here's a, a idea of what you can do with sort of a horror game using VR. And then cuz when I was watching the the Giant Bomb feed, you know, when they saw that they said, "Oh, this is the demo we saw, you know, from Capcom." Uh, early on, when the PlayStation VR was still called Morpheus, you know, it was still like in the early stages. And then at some point, I, I forget, something happened and they were like, oh, this, this is probably Resident Evil. And then like, sure enough, you know, they, they started seeing some more and it's like, oh, this, you know, like, I think the minute he went to pick something up and, you know, it's sort of like shadow boxed right in the middle of the screen. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely Resident Evil. That's... <laughs> But they didn't say Resident Evil Biohazard, but not long ago, did they have Resident Evil Force? Would it have been like Biohazard? Well, Biohazard is the Japanese name for the Resident Evil series. So when they used to always come out initially in Japan, they were always under the name Biohazard. But then when they were ported to the U.S., they were always renamed Resident Evil. Resident Evil, right. Well, from what I was was reading, it sounds like the actual Capcom's name for it is... Resident Evil 7. It's, it's just proper Resident Evil 7, but that um, the uh, uh, what's it called? The, the Biohazard was put on there because the stream was going out globally. Internationally. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, okay. So, but, but it's not like the tagline. It's not like it's Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Biohazard. Right. But yeah, I can see I can see what you mean now that you mentioned that it was originally a VR demo. I can definitely see how that how that works based on what I saw. It, it definitely uh, yeah, it, it would it would work that way. Um but yeah, like I said, I, I'm almost worried that they're just slapping the Resident Evil name on there. So I'll have to see more details about that um before I make a decision whether I'm going to get it or not. Right, right. Yeah, I'm gonna play this demo. Hopefully, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see. The, the one thing that kept me kind of hopeful was the fact that it did remind me that same thing of when in that in Resident Evil Four when you you make that first entry into the house, you know, and then like you're sort of looking around and everything's kind of just in the state of decay, and then at the end he, um, you know, you you run into that that guy who tries to kill you, and then all hell breaks loose. And my hope is that that was their way of tipping their hat to saying, like, hey, we know how much everyone loved 4. You know, we know you didn't like 6 as much, so we're going to try to get back to this. So, you know, the fact that you have, like, the mansion you've got, which kind of harkens back to the original one that everyone loves. And then you've got uh, sort of the the callback to 4 here. It could be interesting. And then maybe the only reason why it was in first person was because they were trying to show off the VR element of it. But maybe my hope is that in the actual game, you know, if you're playing without that helmet, it goes to the third person. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. So, yeah, you know, further details are needed before I can make an assessment. But it looks somewhat promising from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's anybody... talk about... Uh, hold on, I'm sorry, Trevor. Let's talk about um, Horizon. Oh, Horizon Zero. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I was looking at it, and I'm like, what is this? It's like dinosaurs, machines, dinosaurs, what I mean, machines are like dinosaurs. I said, what is it? It's something with like robotic wildlife. Yeah, you are hunting robotic wildlife. Right. It looked kind of, it's kind of weird looking, man. I mean, I... I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to buy it because I, like, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, I, for me, I'm sort of like I, I like the I like that they're taking a chance at the new IP. That it's sort of a new entry, and you know maybe it turns out to be good. But I, I'm with you. Nothing about it immediately sold me on it. Uh, yeah, but same. I was kind of happy to see that it was something new, uh, and not just another a sequel to something else. Yes, yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see how it. I'll see how it goes. But I just kind of instantly got a um, crap. What is that game? A Golden Axe uh, Beast Rider vibe. Yeah, yeah. And I was so excited about that game before it came out, and then I bought it, and that game was a stinking pile of crap. That is like (laughs) probably the one game I own on my shelf that I've started and did not finish. And you know me, we talked about how I'm a completionist. Right. <laughs> if I yeah. do that, that tells you something. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right there about that, Trevor. So, I mean, that's all the games that I really saw on the PlayStation uh, live feed. You know, and um, I'm waiting for, I was telling Trevor about this, I'm a big fan of the Telltale games. Mm-hmm. And um, they just announced a um, Batman Telltales, and I can't wait to get that. That could be really good, especially if they take the opportunity to focus on it as like to really embrace the detective side of it. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be like that with Batman anyway. But according for episodic games like that, the mm-hmm. Telltale games, it's more of the detective um, game. It should be, I think, because I mean, I. I I played The Walking Dead. Uh, what else I played? Um, Fables. Wolf Among Us I enjoyed. Now I have... Um, have you played any of Tales of the Borderlands? Trevor, you're talking about me, man. Come on. <laughs> so that's Come a no? On. I mean, I played five minutes. I put it down. My attention span. <laughs> that's why, okay. I played that. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I've played. I'm, I'm in Chapter 4 right now. I have to finish It's only five chapters, isn't it? Yeah, but it takes about three or four hours per play, you know, for to play through one chapter. So I like to do it all in one go. So that means I need that much time in one sitting. <laughs> right. And you know, with the Batman games, you know, I, mean, I sent you the text, and you know, Troy um, Baker. Yeah, Troy Baker like, is playing. They just say it just says Bruce Wayne, but I imagine it's Batman as well. Right. And yeah, Laura Bailey, I think, is Catwoman. Uh huh. And Travis Willingham was somebody. I don't know if it was the Joker or some somebody. Um, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good cast. I love Troy Baker. I think he's great. Yeah, Which that's I true. find interesting because he actually played the Joker in um, Arkham Batman. Origins. Arkham Origins. Now he's playing yeah. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Trevor, he has his man crush on Troy uh, Baker. <laughs> Guilty. Yes, he is. <laughs> nah, he's, yeah, he's a cool guy. I met him at Megacon, got his autograph. So we talked Saints Row. It was cool. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. everybody was bringing up their, their, you know, to have him sign like, their Last of Us case or something like that. 
And I had thought about Bioshock Infinite, but I only own that digitally. I don't own a physical copy. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to bring my Saints Row 4 instruction booklet and have him sign that. Yeah, that sounds so good to I, me. I yeah, love so I walked Saints up Row. and I was like, you know, yeah, I love you in Bioshock Infinite. I loved, you know, the Hawkeye from the Marvel series, you know, big fan. However, I think my favorite, and then I slapped the instruction booklet on the table Saints Row. And he was like, yes. <laughs> so let me just shout the shit about Saints Row for a couple minutes. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, he I seemed like that. a cool guy, man. He's pretty cool. So, so we, oh, matter of fact, he had a, um, what was that we went to, um, Trevor? The, um, voice actors did. Oh, the yeah. When script. we went to MegaCon, it was the, uh, it was like voice actors gone wild or something. Right. <laughs> it was a fun little panel where they had a bunch of, you know, professional voice actors. Uh, and what they do is um, the moderator gives them all a character to play, and then they read a script. And in this case, it was the Back to the Future script. So they're like, all right, let's do this scene. And, you know, Troy, you're going to be this person, and, you know, you, you're going to be this person, but, you know, act as act with this voice. So you do it, you know, do Marty McFly as Christopher Walken, or, you know, <laughs> narrate the scene as, you know, Sylvester Stallone or something like that. So it was really funny. <laughs> It was really funny, yeah. It was very funny, man. I mean, you had somebody... Oh, the woman that played Dot in Animaniacs. Yeah, they had all the Animaniacs there. Um, Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. It was good, man. But yeah, that's um, Arkham... Not Arkham Knight. um, Batman Telltale Games. I'm looking forward to downloading that pretty soon. And um, that's that's about it for me for the video games, man. Um, Yeah, same here. I mean, Nintendo's largely pulled out of... Oh, they they pulled out? Oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, they did a a presentation today, but they pretty much only talked about two games. Mm -hmm. Um, They do have a new console coming out soon. I think it's the Nintendo NX or something like that. Right, that's the code Uh, for it right now, yeah. Right. I don't know much about it beyond that, but apparently... They announced some details about the new Pokemon Sun and Moon game. Of um, course. Pokemon. And then they, and then the big one, of course, was the new Legend of Zelda game, which will be for Wii U and the NX, and it's called Breath of the Wild. And it looks really cool. Um, it definitely has a big Shadow of the Colossus type feel. Mm-hmm. You can actually like scale mountains, and you can you know use physics to push boulders on enemies. And it's got, like, an RPG leveling up system. And, like, so you can get different, you know, accessories and clothing and things like that that gives you better defense. So you'll see Link early on, well, he starts the game in just his briefs, and then he'll put some shorts and a shirt on when he wakes up. (laughs) And that'll give him a little bit more defense. But then, you know, you'll see him in his regular tunic, and then later they showed scenes where he actually was in, like, full knight armor, stuff like that. So... You know, a bunch of different weapons. He had a spear, apparently a battle axe, you know, the sword, of course. One thing that doesn't sound good about it, though, is the, um, apparently the weapons, and I don't know if it's all of them, but the weapons are breakable after Uh. a while. So, yeah, if you use it too much, eventually it'll break, and I really don't like that shit. You know, it's the same kind of thing like we were talking about earlier with, you know, Resident Evil games or that Days Gone, possibly, where you have limited ammo resources. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like you have to save your ammo for when you need it. So then you spend the entire game just, like, punching or trying to hit with a stick or a crowbar or something, and that just saps all the fun out of the game. Right. Yeah. So I don't like playing a game where I could be in the middle of a boss fight and my sword breaks and I'm fucked. 
Right. You know? So, yeah. Well, as soon as I heard about that, I was like, uh. But otherwise, it looks gorgeous. It yeah, looks yeah. it looks like it'll be another fun game. You know, I didn't enjoy Twilight Princess. I never played Skyward Sword. Um, but none of them have just really appealed to me since Ocarina of Time. But this one does actually look pretty cool. Okay, yeah, I need, I want to check it out. I, I've, I'm always hopeful. I, I probably own, like, 13 different Zelda games, and I've probably only played one to completion, and that's the first one. So, like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you're out of complete opposite of Trevor. Yeah, no, well, up, until, yeah. <laughs> up, until, up until Ocarina of Time, I played through all of them. Um, and then Majora's Mask came out, and I really did not like that game. I thought it was terrible. And then Wind Waker, I didn't like the art style at first, so I never. And then I never got around to playing that one. Mm. And then um, what was the next one? Oh, yeah, and then Twilight Princess, I just didn't own uh, a Nintendo system long enough to play it. And then I borrowed it from Phineas like a year ago. Started playing it, but the graphics just seem so old and cheesy. <laughs> and it keeps forcing you down this path where you change into the wolf. And I was like, this is just not fun. Right. I'm not playing this anymore. Well. Yeah. Well, um, Trevor and Ed, I wanted to know well, all the, the announcements and everything for um, PlayStation, Sony, Microsoft, Xbox, Nintendo, um, who else I'm missing. But the, those main three guys, who you think really, really, really won, won? I mean, really had the most attention. I mean, they got everything that the fans wanted. Who you think really came on on top? I would say Sony. Sony. What about you, Ed? Yeah, I, I feel like this was a a tough year for all of them, to be honest. Because I, I when I remember when the Microsoft one ended, I was like, huh, well, it looks like Sony's got an easy going this year. Because I was like, I didn't really walk out of there, you know, sort of feeling great about a lot of the, you know, the, the whole Microsoft press conference in general. And then when, after Sony's, when it ended, like right after the, you know, the, the, uh, they cut straight to the, the montage and then it was over. I was like, it's over? Where's their stomp on the neck? Where's their like, hey, we know that you know Microsoft didn't do so great, so we're going to have the champion. So I, I kind of left, honestly, feeling kind of blah about both. Right. I was happy in the sense that I'm like, okay, there, there's at least for both systems, there's something coming out that uh, I'm really interested in. Like, you know, I know that for... You know, I'll probably get, uh, for the Xbox, I'll probably pick up the Skyrim remaster, but I'll also get Forza, and I'll be really excited about that. Um, and then with the um, PlayStation, I was like, all right, Resident Evil. That, I can't wait for Resident Evil, you know, and the Final Fantasy uh, 15. So, like, I, I feel like it was kind of on par, but because they didn't have any major, you know, they didn't, neither of them said, hey, here's the new console, here's the name, here's what it looks like, here's what it can do. It was kind of a letdown because I kept waiting for both of them to just say, ah, gotcha, here we go. Here's a really cool big thing. Or like for one of them or both to say like, hey, we've totally expanded the number of backwards compatible games, you know, for PS3 or for Xbox 360. And then, you know, just give you some sort of really great uh, nugget to walk away on. So I, I, I just feel like by and large that it was sort of a like, meh, all right. <laughs> so so you so you um you I think would... it was a wash. I think it was a wash honestly. So, I think that they both just kind of kicked the can down the the road a little further until um 
you know, the, the next year when they can maybe talk a little bit more about hardware and, and start looking at some more powerful games. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll give you that. I mean, for me, I say Sony was the winner just because, you know, I watched Microsoft's and they had, they had a lot of interesting things and, you know, a couple cool games that seemed to be on the horizon. Um, but then when I was reading up on Sony's before I checked them out, you know, it was like, oh, that sounds cool. Oh, that game sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. So that one had me a little bit more excited about what's to come. Mm-hmm. But I agree, this year there wasn't so much as, you know, this is the new you know, hardware. This is new. It, everything seemed to be focusing on the virtual reality stuff. Right. And for me, at this point, I have no interest in that. Right. I, I totally agree. I think they both pushed so heavily on that that it was just like, eh, well, I don't really, I don't really care. And the yeah. and but the uh, the one thing I will give Sony though is that the, the whole Kojima thing it was bizarre and weird and who knows if anyone's gonna like whatever this thing is gonna be but it was so different and exciting where it's like I don't know what to expect whereas you know with the Microsoft stuff it, the things that I was looking most forward to were things I knew were coming right I just needed more details like I knew there was gonna be some Elder Scrolls announcement at some level. I knew there was going to be a new Forza at some level. So, whereas I think Sony may have had a little bit more new things that I was like, oh, I had no idea that these things were coming out. So, See, I was shocked by Sony 2 of the God of War. I was not even expecting that. Right. Honestly, I didn't even see that coming. I mean, that I did not see. You know, I thought, that's, that's cool. I mean, Sony got God of War. Because, you know, God of War is one of their top sellers right. for them. And just coming back with that is pretty pretty cool and pretty strong what they did. So I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. So guys, it's been fun. You know, it always be fun talking to you, man. Last time I talked to you, we were talking about Star Wars on your podcast. Right, right. Neutral, com- neutral corner. Yeah. So it's always been a blast talking about video games, E3, because it's more of your guys' wheelhouse, I'm, you know, but I want to know information, and I got it. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. And Trevor, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Always. So uh, for my audience and for people listening here, I had Ed and Trevor of the, the Neutral Corner uh, podcast. Go check them out. And... um uh, Ed, you have any other social media outlets you'd like to um, say, um, how people could contact you or whatever? Oh, no, it's pretty much the neutral corner. Uh, it's the, the website and the name of the podcast, so you could get us that way. All right, cool. And Trevor? Uh, through the neutral corner um, as well, but also my Twitter handle is at Toshiro Noronin. So if you want to reach out to me, that's how you can like, get a hold of me. Cool, cool. And for you guys, my um way is um Twitter, just being Amos. You can also give me on Instagram and just being Amos also. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just be in the